Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. And welcome to the Laney Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Hi, Sasha. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're going to be upbeat today, right? We Lots are. of sad bullshit, and we are just going to talk with smiles on our faces. It was Chinese New Year this weekend. Yes. Gong Hei Fa Choi. Gong Hei Fa Choi. And I went to dinner with my parents. Um, we have to talk about this picture because, oh my God, <laughs> I, we'll get to this some other time that, now that I'm on Instagram. But I got to see this picture of this family portrait, and it was so fucking funny. So Yasik and I went out for dinner with my parents and um, our friend Jess Allen and her partner Simon joined us. And Jess Allen and I worked together on The Social, which is a talk show that I do in Canada, Mm -hmm. for those of you who aren't in Canada. And Jess is like hilarious and awesome on her own. And my mother is crazy and my mother… So the two of them together are just like a comedy team. But what's your mom… Your mom's English isn't very good. Like she speaks like legit Chinglish, right? Like… Yes. But like even less than Chinglish. Yes, less than Chinglish. So how do her and Jess talk? So somehow they communicate through the heart. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice. Jess made her this beautiful plant wrapped it with mandarin oranges in oh, like wow. a ribbon and my mother was really pleased about that my mother gave them red pockets wow um and then my dad and simon and yasik talked politics talked okay. trump right um and then hilariously you know jess at the end tried to pay no she didn't just you know to be polite to pay for everyone no to like for her she own. pulled out her yeah. wallet yeah. and then my mother was like no no you know pay and she's like, if you pay, I do not get 10% off. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's All amazing. about the savings, yes. right? And then, no, I mean, it was, the food was amazing. Yeah. Um, we had Peking duck. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Peking duck. We yeah. had this special dish that they do at the restaurant that we like going to that, um, there's our dogs again, uh, rummaging through their dog bowls. So, sorry, mm, people everybody. Know. People know by now. Yeah, they're loud assholes. Yes. People know that this is a grassroots production. <laughs> um, anyway, so we, um, we, they have this special dish at this, this restaurant, which is like a fried chicken, mm-hmm. but then it's stuffed. Like, so the chicken, picture the chicken is like fucking cut up. Yeah. And then inside it's stuffed with fried rice. Oh, I have never, ever seen that before. Oh, Jesus. See, you know is I don't like Chinese chicken. Um, my dad always wants to take me to these chicken places in Vancouver, and they're always so cold. Well, they're boiled. Typically, yeah. the chicken's boiled, and it's cold. I fucking hate Chinese chicken. This is chicken. not. Okay. So, the skin is crispy. Yeah. And then again, fried rice is stuffed Amazing. into the fucking chicken. Um, and it's the kind of rice where it's the kind of grain that you get in sticky rice, like the wrap. Yeah, yeah. And so you have oh, Chinese sausage delicious. in there too. It is like the craziest best chicken ever. Oh, okay. Um, and then we had some beef okay. and some tofu and some noodles. I mean, it, the food just comes and comes and comes. I had told Simon and Jess to pace themselves. Like right. when I go for this dinner at this restaurant, I don't eat all day. 
And the reason I don't eat all day is not because I'm, you know, saving calories or anything. It's because I need room. Yeah. To yeah. eat all the food. Yeah. Sick, oh. like, barely eats that day because he knows oh, that it's a lot that, of food. It was great. Well, hopefully you can give me the the, the name of the place because I'd like to go. Legend. I, oh, it's Legend. It's okay, called it Legend, Legend in Thornhill, in, Ontario. Yeah. All right. Um, I hope your mom gets a bigger discount now that you've propped them up right now. Um, anyway, SAG Awards were a couple days ago. Yeah. You're the fashion person. You're the fashion. You've produced fashion for like a nightly entertainment show. So. For like a decade. Do you, (laughs) did you like anything? I am just finding it all really like a bit snoozy. I I, I mean, I think the talk of the town and even on your site was that everyone bowed down to Nicole Kidman because it was fucking rad. Yes. And it was so exciting and like so bizarre and cool. And, um, it just, it. It was like, it harkened back to the days of like, remember when Charlize Theron would walk on with fucking big bows on her fucking yeah. neck? And like, there was drama. There used to be so much drama at award shows. You want shows. something to talk about. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And even if it's bad or good, whatever. Like something interesting. I yeah. found that every, it's just all the same bullshit Amy Adams sort of like column <laughs> dresses. Yeah. You know, everything's just really plain Jane. So I, 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 I wish that we could talk longer about it. But I will say that Nicole Kidman was, like, aces. And that's the thing. Like, you have to be – I think that, obviously, we went bananas over Nicole Kidman's bananas dress. But there are people who are, like, worst dress. She's on the worst dress list. It was parrots. Mm. Like, what is this dress? Yasik even was like, ugh, what the fuck is she wearing? And I'm like, great. If Yasik doesn't like a dress, it it means means it's it's high fashion and couture. So I – I feel like I judge you. If you're not into that dress, yeah. that's a problem. Well, can I say who my worst was for sure, for sure? Who? Sophia Vergara. Yes. I, did you guys write about oh her Oh, my today? God. No. Like, it was so it fucking was boring. Like, what so was that dress? bad. Strapless. At T-length. T-length. Not and then T-length. And tool on the bottom, right? Oh, it was so bad. Horrible. Anyways. Horrible. But I mean, like, I don't expect much from Sophia Vergara anyway. And even Emma Stone isn't. She's wearing the same silhouette over and over again, don't you find? It's also a yawn fest. Anyway, so hopefully someone will bring their fucking fashion game on Oscar. Okay, let's bring our advice game. You ready? Okay, here we go. First question. Hey, Sasha, I've got an issue that I've been grappling with for a year now. Last year, I decided to leave my husband after three very unhappy years of marriage. It was a tough decision that is ultimately for the best. Although uh, Although there was no major blowout after we got separated, he did turn into a bit of a petty asshole. I tell you this because I need you to understand that during our marriage and in the aftermath of the separation, he did a lot of things that hurt me. And although it wasn't anything dramatic, traumatic, like cheating or physical abuse, it was still hurtful enough that once I was separated, I couldn't wait to move far, far away from him emotionally and start a new life. I was so ready, in fact, that I quickly found and fell in love with a new man after I got separated and I'm still very happy with him. My issue then has to do with my best friend, Samantha. Samantha and I have been friends since grade school. I'm in my early 30s now, and I was the maid of honor at her wedding. During the eight years total that my husband and I were together, Samantha and I would frequently get together with our significant others. Very frequently, actually. Samantha's husband, Bob, and I also became very good friends. I felt like this couple were my siblings, not just my friends. My husband didn't get very close to Bob or Samantha over the years we were together. It was always me dragging him out to events. As a result, I got much closer to Bob and Samantha over the years, as well as their extended group of friends, than he did. Fast forward to my husband and I getting separated. In the immediate days after I announced the separation, Bob went out of his way to hang out with my husband. 
The guys in the group felt sorry for my husband and suddenly they got very close. I felt extremely ostracized by the group. There were plenty of awkward moments when the men in the group would be judgmental or sometimes downright rude to me about the separation and my new relationship. I stopped getting invites to group invites, but my husband still received them. All this hurt, yes, but nothing hurt more than Samantha's role in all of this. Basically, Samantha and I have had many talks over the course of the year where I explained to her that I am hurt that she's spending so much time with my husband. She always brings it back to Bob. She can't go against her husband's wishes because it will cause tension in their relationship. At first, I was juvenile and told Samantha that I would really prefer if she didn't hang out with my ex at all. Then I realized this would be hard because her husband is indeed friends with my ex now. I just wish she was more vocal and supportive of me. Now our friendship is fractured because, of course, it got awkward, and I told her that I couldn't feel comfortable around her husband now that he's BFF with my ex. It's weird. Even weirder because her husband has also been rude about my current relationship in the past. So I don't feel comfortable around him anymore and that side because we were so close. I haven't seen Samantha in months. I'm always avoiding it because after seeing her, I don't feel good. I feel anxious and weird because she's hanging out with my ex and I feel hurt and betrayed. I don't even know if I have a right to feel this way. So now, Sasha, that I've droned on for a while, can you answer this? Did my best friend choose my ex-husband? And if so, how can we move past this? Thank you so much. Selena. I don't think Selena is her real name. I hope not. But it's a lovely name. Yes. Okay, Selena. Uh, oh, well, this, this isn't a nice situation I mean, for I anyone think, involved, actually. I think this is common, though. Like, of divorce. Not only do you kind of divide property, but friends. Like, this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to have people pick and choose. It's hard for your friends to pick and choose. Um, when you've had this long-standing friendship amongst amongst your, your, the couples, right? So, like, our our writer was with this guy, I think, for eight years. She said, eight years total. They got they were married for three, and right. they've been apart for one. And she's with somebody else, right? But yeah. enough time that everyone's yeah. formed a bond. So it's kind of hard to divvy up friendships. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like Samantha. Her friend, my, my feeling is that her friend Samantha's really just kind of stuck in a really shitty place and is trying to do the best she can and could be doing a bit better, but she's trying not to get in the middle of things because that's kind of where you want to be in, a, in something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't be fucking always like freaking out like at your husband, like Bob, you can't fucking hang out with that fucking dirtbag because we've got Selena's back. Like you can't. You can't conjure yeah. all that fucking drama up or it's going to explode in everyone's face. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sensing here that Bob is saying to Samantha, you may never see Selena again. No, but she, he, no. But what's happening here is Bob's like, don't tell me I can't hang out with That's right. Selena's ex. That's right. Like we're buds. So I like bros before hoes. I'm friends with uh, him and I'm going to keep on hanging out with him. Yeah. Right. And so obviously Samantha can't tell her husband who and who he cannot no. be friends with. But I don't think that – is that fair even for Selena to ask Samantha to ask Bob no. to do that? No, it's not. So, yeah. I'm, I, I think, Selena, I get you. Like, I'm, again, the pettiest person alive. So, if this were to happen to me, 100% I would expect all my crew to be on my side. Like your OG crew to be on your totally. side. Totally. And yeah. there would be an edict – like, I would actually get it <laughs> laminated and pass it out to all of you. Right. And I would say, these are the motherfucking rules. Yeah. 
Um, so I get it. I get why you feel that way. But, it's understandable. But that pettiness that you feel isn't reality. Well, I don't think that in this particular situation, since I guess somehow Bob and the ex got close, it's too late to turn back from that yeah. now. But what's important is Selena and Samantha. Of course. I don't know that Samantha has said to Selena that she doesn't want to be your friend. All she said is, I can't stop my husband from being friends with yeah. your ex, but I do want to be your friend. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's where hurt feelings and maybe misunderstandings and, and the feeling of rejection and being ostracized is, is starting to weigh heavily on Selena's outlook. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's clouding the vision. She's, she's upset. She's hurt. And I think she um, wants a little bit more from, from her friend Samantha, which is fair. So what you need to do in those circumstances is not pull away from them, not avoid her, is to like move in closer, lean in into the friendship a bit more and express that this is a really hard time for you and you just need her to step up in these, in these ways. And it might be, um, you know, it might not be fair to ask of these things, but can she please, please, please do this because I, you, you just want to feel safe in this friendship again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can beg your friends to be nicer. It is like, it is weird though in the sense of, I mean, I know with us, with our group of friends, more often than not, we hang out just the women. Yep. And once a year or twice a year, if it's like a celebration or birthday or whatever, then everybody will get together and with mm -hmm. their like partners. Yeah. But I do know circles of friends who they always get together with the partners yeah. and it becomes like couples, mm -hmm. right? Like eight different couples. And so when all of that, all of those tentacles are, you know, mashed in together, it's hard to extract. But I guess what you're saying here is that Samantha and Selena can still have a bond. Of course they can. And you can still hang out on your own. And I guess we don't really understand how that works. Like, sure, Selena probably won't be able to go with her new guy out on all A those couples' dates. nights. No. no, that is not possible. But what matters most is what you have just with Samantha. That's worth repairing. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and I think that that should be the focus right now. And, and less about what Bob says about you and your new boyfriend Less about what Bob's doing with your ex. Focus your relationship on Samantha. And then once that's figured out, you guys are spending more time, you're bonding together a bit more, then who knows? Maybe Bob, maybe you can form another uh, side relationship with Bob again. But like maybe, like that's in the, that's in the distant future. Yeah. If, if it even happens at all. Yeah. I think the priority here is just getting back on track with Samantha. It's hard though. Friendships are… Um, Oftentimes, I feel like we prioritize our romantic relationships and we, we kind of take for granted our other friendships. Mm. And they're just as critical. Yeah. And, and in fact, a loss of one of those hurts just as much, sometimes even more than an actual romantic breakup. Of course. Um, the other idea here too is that this is, I think when, when something like this happens… You separate from your husband and then you find a new love and kind of you live, you start to lead a different life. You can't have what you had before. And I think that's just the carnage and the reality oh, yeah. of something that that's a great ends, point. right? Like yeah. as much as we want it to be the same, we've made choices and they're not bad choices, they're good choices that 
that they're just, you just can't have what you had in the past. And sometimes you just have to, well, you don't just have to, you have to realize that that is what it is. You have to imagine a new reality. And you then put those other pieces back together and and salvage what you can. And and if you only salvage Samantha, that's fucking huge. But I I agree. I think that repairing what's what's between you and Samantha and reimagining what you Mm -hmm. and Samantha will be like one-on-one time together, not in a couple situation, and just existing as friends whose spouses, partners don't hang out, that's fine too. Yeah, and that's normal. My God, that's like even more fun. Yeah, fucking ditch the dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, next is from… Okay, here we go. Hi, Lainey and Sasha. I'm going to try and make this as condensed and quick to the point. Um, I have a friend who is the kindest, most supportive girl around. Lots of friend drama today. Yeah. We've known each other well for over 12 years. If I had anything negative to say about her is that maybe she doesn't have much motivation, hence why she doesn't have a full-time job, but hey, it's her life and it hasn't affected our friendship until now. I've always felt like her bigger sister in a way, so when we go out, I typically pay for our nights out. I'll get the bill for brunch, buy her some drinks after work. Thing is, she would always usually offer to pay her way, but lately she doesn't even attempt to pull out her wallet. I feel like my good deed is being taken advantage of. What do I do? What do I say to her? How can I get our friendship back on equal terms? Lillian. Okay, Lillian. Lillian, stop fucking paying for the bill. (laughs) Like, isn't that that easy? Yeah, Lillian. I mean… Blitzkies, you say. I get it. You know, it is kind of, I get it when you might feel like, hey, wait a minute, this is not a given. Like, I'm not your bank machine. Right. But at the same time, you conditioned her. Yeah, you I, set the precedent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you conditioned her. Like, you're saying here, like, you felt like her big sister, and so you got the brunch, you got the drinks. And so when someone gets used to something, it's it's very, it's human nature to get used to things, to be accustomed yeah, to it. especially when they're that good and cushy. So, um, yeah, the, this one's a very easy. Like, I think, I think, sorry, what's the chick's name that wrote? Lillian. Lillian needs to um, realize that she has played a big part in this, uh, this bad behavior what from her friend. What is it called? Friend. Enabling? Yeah. Like yeah. Enabling her friend to fucking have good times and eat food and drink. And now, as simple as you gave it to her, you taketh away. And you just, when the bill comes, you're like, oh, okay, I think mine's 17 bucks. And then that's it. Which will then tip off to your friend yeah. that she needs to pay her half. Yeah. I mean, that's just how you're going to have to deal with it. I don't it, think there should be conversations I mean, about it. if if it's bothering you that much, like, you know, if it's bothering you, you haven't mentioned here that it's like cutting into your bottom line. Like, you know, because of all the times that you pay for your friend, you're short on your mortgage or your yeah. car payment or whatever. So I'm guessing that when you treat her, which mm. is all the time, that it wasn't like it wasn't like you were taking a hit. But if it's bothering you on principle, then sure. But I feel like there's also a little bit of like, do you get off on the gratitude? Mm. Like you said here that you've always been a little bit of a big sister. Right. Lillian That's has always point. been a big sister mm-hmm. to this person. And it feels good, right? To be somebody's bigger sister, to kind of be their mentor, yeah. to kind of be their boss, to kind of be their sugar friend. Yeah, um, to take care of somebody. And then you kind of expect a thank you. But at a certain point, does that turn into a power imbalance? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. 
And you're talking about equality here, but I think that equality, definitely your friend should be more grateful in, in a, a certain situation. But I think that you also might want to examine the equality balance from your end. Does it, you know, when you're doing it, and then now that you don't feel like you're being thanked for it, is it like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want well, do to use the word like this, though? control. You're, you're fairly, you're fairly generous. Do you ever feel like you've been taken advantage? Like, I'm not generous that way. Like, I'm like, let's split that shit. Uh, like, I'll take people out for dinner here and there. But like, you're very generous. Do you ever feel like you've been taken advantage of? No. Oh, that's good. No, no, never. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't think that I'm… When we go out, I'm not paying for everyone. It's like if we are hosting, if Yasik and I are hosting You're something, a very good host. yeah. then 100% we expect that nobody is pulling out their wallets. Right. And everybody's all like very gracious and, you know. So that's part gracious. of it though, right? That's what we were talking about. You like the the graciousness part of it is right. part of it. Because if, if yeah. I showed up to your house and I was like, peace, after like you've supplied all this stuff, would you be like, oh, that was, she's kind of a fucking snatchy I think that's bitch. different if it's a one-off though. Like this is an established pattern. Sure. Of, you know, I think that if it was, for instance, my best friend Fiona and I don't have any sort of money exchanges back and forth. Mm-hmm. In fact, if there is any money exchanges, I probably owe her so much for fucking food. <laughs> like, right. like, when I used to live in Vancouver, she'd live a few blocks away. I'd go over there, I'd open her fridge and I'd just start eating. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say thank you. In fact, I'd be like, hey, can you pass me the cheese? Hey, can you get more of these crackers? Because you're running low. And when I come next week, they're not going to be there. Right. And <laughs> but there is, to, to me, it was because we're like sisters. Yeah. It was just you give and take in different other ways. And it, there wasn't like a power thing there. Mm-hmm. In this case, something about the way this has been described, like the big sisterness. Yep. Yep. And… That's- always paying and one person having no motivation, there's enabling. And then I wonder whether or not a little bit there's the imbalance is felt because yes, of course you want to be appreciated, but I want to examine why you keep doing it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I agree. Well, I mean, well, why she does it, why she probably started to do it was because she wanted to help her friend out, right? And a lot of the time, like I know my my best friend does really well for herself and she would uh, always um she she'll pay because she wants to have this certain kind of fun that comes with certain kind of funds yeah so she would be like fuck that no we're doing this i'm of paying course. for this let's do yes. it cuz she wanted to do the thing and she yeah. wants you to come with her so right. maybe this chick is like well we're going to dinner cuz i fucking really want this fucking deliciousness so you're coming with me and i'm paying for you Right? Yeah. Like, that's also a thing as well. That, like, that could be another like element of the places of this that is, you guys yeah, go. Is out I mean, of her price range. That's right. So maybe if that's something that's happening, maybe bring it down a notch where your friend isn't being, felt like she's being put out. Yeah. Either. But I mean, if it's bothering you so much, then, I mean, the simple answer is stop. Yeah. Um, but, you know, before you stop, let's ask some deeper questions. And you, only you have the answer to that. Yeah. And sorry if, you know, <laughs> we're passing the buck over to sorry you. Sorry <laughs> if uh, we've, or I've accused you of being like power hungry. <laughs> um, okay. So last question. This is a long one. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, Lainey and Sasha. Looking for some tough love here. Okay. Part of me feels sort of gross for what I'm about to complain about to you, but I think I need some perspective and advice. So let's start with some background. I have an old friend of mine. Let's call her Z. Wow. There I is really friend drama today. plan this. Okay. So Z and I have been friends for 15 years. We were friends just after university, both living in a new city, had a ton of fun together through our 20s, and remained total BFFs. Fast forward 15 years. We both have babies, husbands, busy careers, and are proper adulating. Like adulting? I don't know. What I don't meant. Adulate. Okay. Anyway, so I'm guessing they're just proper grown-ups. <laughs> Both of us over the past 15 years have been there for each other through breakups, moving across the world for our respective careers, but stayed in touch and close and now have been in the same city for about five years. She's a great person in many ways, but there's always been this sort of thing bugging me in the back of my mind that brings my inner fucking pettiness and it's gotten worse over the years. A little about me. I'm super organized and I think respectful of people's time, feelings, and my friendships. I'm very loyal and I think a good friend. I'm fun, supportive, but also get that we all have our own lives and children and sometimes life gets in the way and time can go by and I haven't spoken to my closest peeps in a week or two. I'm also super judgmental and a petty bitch, so please take that into consideration. Well, okay, you're honest. So Z has always been a bit of a flake. Can't commit to shit. Won't commit to plans, going out, getting together, etc. until last minute. She also didn't come to my wedding. She was in a different country, which is fair. But she did come back for her husband's friend's wedding. So that picked my ass a bit. She's missed kids' first birthdays, my birthdays, events. She's been here but cancels last minute or doesn't RSVP no until the last minute when his parent, something better has come up. The latest piss-off is that a few months ago, she invited, um, she invited us to her family cabin that is way up north, so it was a weekend getaway. It was going to be great, a few different couples, some with kids, some not. Then she doesn't get back to me for weeks when I ask what's up with the trip. She eventually tells me they've invited another couple, which puts us in a fold-out couch in the living room. I'm all about an adventure, but I have two very small kids. They can be assholes to sleep with. She knows this. Also, the other couple she invited, the dude and I used to date, like right before my husband. Whoa. We're fine, but it's super awkward. So yeah, why the fuck would I want to go on a getaway to share a fucking bed with two kids under two years old, my husband and dog, and have to deal with my ex being in my face all weekend? So I politely say thanks so much for the invite, but I think we'll have to pass this time after all. Anyway, my point is she always pulls this shit. The year before she invited us, then I never heard back. Then I see she's updated her Facebook with couples of them away with another couple. And on top of that, she gets all my kids' shit because she doesn't want to buy her own shit. Keep in mind, she makes like six figures a year. I'm happy to pass on the goods. Kids' stuff is wasteful. So yes, it's great to be able to recycle. But never even a word of thanks. Never a word of uh, any recognition. She'll text asking me if she can have triple blah, blah, blah when I'm done with it. Being her maid of honor was a fucking nightmare as well. Let's say, (laughs) wow, okay, well... Girl just needs to vent at this point, so yeah. let's keep going. She's let's just it. say I got a detailed email of how she wanted her staget to go, like a detailed bulleted document on what was not allowed and what was allowed, down to the type of rental property we stayed in, types of restaurants she wanted to visit, what cities were a no-go, 
had to be a destination, had to incorporate a certain theme, not to mention the 10K we had to drop to participate in the fucking wedding. The more I type and reread, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with her? But what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm not sure how to deal with this. It seems like a very one-sided friendship. That is on her terms, and I'm sort of fed up with it. But then we will have the odd night where we get together and have a bit too much wine, and it's all so great. I'm at an age and time in my life where I just don't have time for this shit anymore. I feel like my tolerance for people's bullshit has gotten less And honestly, my relationships are so important to me, being a mom, working a very demanding career. So I look forward to the girl time and it honestly really upsets me that she's so thoughtless, but I'm not sure if how to address it without sounding like a whiny, needy bitch. I get that we all have our stuff and I'm sure she has some issues with me, but out of all my flaws and believe me, I have many, I don't think any of mine are fatal. I generally think I'm a good person and try hard not to be an asshole generally. So Sasha and Lainey, if this were you, how would you deal with it? From yours in pettiness, TK. All right, TK. Wow. TK, well, fuck. Well, I hope that made you feel good typing that shit out. Cause and having it, it read sound- out. Yeah, it sounded like I feel cleansed. Yeah, I really did too. <laughs> like, I, I feel like, well, I don't know. I mean, have you ever had a friend? Like this rings true to, for me for some friendships that I've had in the past. Um, and I think what's interesting is you just have to figure out at a certain point if you're willing to take the bad with the good. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes at this point, you just have to accept your friend for who they are. If they're a flaky fucking, I don't know, the long laundry list of shit that she just said about her friend, if that stuff outweighs the fun, good drinking nights, then yeah, like I don't necessarily know if this is like your ride or die friend. It doesn't sound like you're supremely happy with where it's at or where it's been for the last couple of years. Um, do you know what I mean by that? Like, I, I just, I, I think you just have to figure out if this is a friendship that you want to, like, does this friendship make you happy at the end of the day? Having all that laundry list of bullshit, still, do you want to be friends with her? Yeah, I, I mean, do you, how much is it taking out of your life? I mean, I guess what my question is, is that you want us to tell you what you should do about this. And I'm going to ask you, how much energy do you want to put into fixing this? Mm -hmm. It sounds like a lot of energy would have to go. Like, how do you even, how do you even confront your friend about something like that? Yeah. Like, you you might as well fucking set fire to the friendship at this point if you ever think you're going to bring up any of this. I mean, I, I, exactly. And I'm not sure what there is to change. Like, you know, in terms of the trip to the cabin, okay, well, another couple was going, so you bailed, you bailed. And yeah. like, great, go and have your, yeah. the, the, the end. But I mean, like, yes, I, if, yes, then you had a wasted weekend. You could have made other plans that weekend. It could have been something else. And I get that. But I think that like maybe just um, a change in perspective or procedure with this particular friend will do the trick. Like, An expectation. That's yeah. it too. Like, don't expect much from this friendship or from this girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know all her flaws. They're not miraculously one day going to fucking change. So don't think that you are going to get anything higher than what she has delivered to you consistently. Right? Yeah. Like, you know what you're fucking dealing with. Exactly. So play your game accordingly. So your game now is going to be you're never spending the weekend away at the cabin with this friend. Like, never say yes. Any invitation for <laughs> trips and cabins, you've learned your lesson. Be yeah. smart about it. So what, what is that expression? Like the first time is shame you, on you one, shame, second, on shame on me, whatever. Yeah. 
So now you've, <laughs> you've, you've figured it out. So anytime like an out-of-town cabin invitation comes in, no. Not happening. Not happening. So make that a rule. Because, um, you know, right now I want to help her with practical, like, sure, you course. know, actionable things. Yeah. So never commit to out-of-town with this person ever. As for, like, the taking of your baby clothes… Well, as you said, like you need to get rid of them anyway. Yeah, reuse, recycle. That is no. That ha, there is no. Yeah, I don't think no there's any downside. She doesn't yeah. thank you for it. Well, like think of it as like, Charity. oh, great. Like you would. <laughs> you you have someone to take like the things you don't want anymore. Yeah. So I think that's just a tweak of perspective. And then like the occasional girls' night that you have drinking. Well, if they when they happen, great. But clearly, those are the nights where you don't have to put a lot of planning into it. Exactly. And you you reap the benefits from that part of the friendship. You have a lot of fun when it's just you and her shooting the shit, drinking. So just keep those as your isolated parts of the friendship. And then all the other bullshit, yeah. you know what's up. So just don't fucking, don't, yep. just don't go there with her. And like for, like… Like for events or plans that require advance notice. Always have a B plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, so she, she's saying that this person doesn't RSVP until the last minute and whatever. Oh, I was talking about the flakiness. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah um, right. So for those things, well, I mean, like, yeah, put her on the list, but like, make, look at it as like, I don't know, whatever. If you come, you come. If you don't, whatever. Yeah. Like, big deal. I think that sometimes with, with these kinds of things… I don't know that you want a big confrontation because what's no. it going to accomplish? No. Like, are you gonna really going to drag up like, oh my God, you were such a fucking cunt for your wedding and the stag yeah. and whatever? No, you can't do that. Sorry. No. All of this, um, anything that she would bring up would exactly yeah. be like, you're a horrible person. Yes. So now it's about, it, you're not really doing the slide away. You're kind of just changing the terms. Think of, think of um, your friendship as a contract. And you are suddenly changing the terms in the contract without having to inform her. And but she won't give a fuck. It, no. It won't even phase her. That's what the great part about this is. Like, as long as you don't have any, like, um, like brewing bitchiness towards her whilst doing this. Yeah. But if you do this with, like, a straight head, know what you want out of it, only check off yeah. the parts of the friendship that you like, then she fucking won't know about it. No. She'll be like still well, flaky and fucking whatever. You have to have hard limits. Like, again, no away trips. And with the, you know, parties and RSVPing, you'd be like, hey, um, I haven't heard from you, assuming you're not coming, so giving your spot to somebody else. Hi, have fun. Bye. <laughs> totally, That's yeah. a hard limit. Yeah. That is a hard limit. Nobody can fault you for that. Hey, I'm, I've been leaving this space open for you. Um, the RSVP date is today. Haven't heard from you. I can't hold it. Thanks. Later. Yeah. 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 Do we dare take a page from Donald Trump and be like, not America first, but you first? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she kind of has to take a little bit of uh, that, that kind of attitude, which is just like, you got to take care of how you feel in this friendship. It's really interesting about, like, friendships like this because… She's described herself as a no-nonsense person. She's so fucking organized, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she sees her own flaws. She's like, I'm petty. I can be this. I can be judgmental. And yet, even the strongest people and the most organized people and the, most, the people who get it together the most have that one person in their life who just is, steps all over them. Yeah. But everyone, doesn't everyone have a friend like that? A friend or, who steps time, all over you? Yeah, like one time, one moment in their life. Have they not, have you not all experienced that? I feel like everyone has. I think that, yes, but at a certain point in your life, you, um, you kind of 
um, either edit those people out or you redefine yes, their level yes. of friendship in your life. Totally. So that's what you're doing. You yeah. are re you're re-ranking this friend. Yes. You're demoting this friend. <laughs> this friend has gone from an A, put her down to a C. Yeah. 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 Pettiness has spoke, man. The master of pettiness has just answered your question. I mean, here. I God, there's nothing I love more than ranking and grading people. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. So she's a C. You put your friend down to a C. C plus. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Don't send her a note like in your head. Like, but that might be fun. If you are a petty person and it sounds like you are, you're just like me, this is a really fun game to play. Like whenever you say hi to her or you see her or she calls you, be like, oh, my friend ranked C (laughs) is calling me. It's such a fun game to play in your head. Your pettiness has to be genuine, right? This, This is part of it though. Like you are making these demotions, these contract changes. Um, out of purity, like, because it's going to help you. You're not doing it out of spite. Cause I think that is what is, is the differentiating thing that's going to make, make or break this, this continuing of the friendship. Do you know what I mean? She has to have, sure. she has to be genuine about these feelings. Like this she, is, yes. Okay. This is the best thing to do for you. It doesn't mean, but my point is that it's the best thing and you can have some fun with it. Sure. Okay. Good. Like there's nothing more fun. Like go look at a picture and if you want, you know, do you, can you on iPhone grade, like, you know, if no, you have, I don't know what you're going to ask me, but I feel like the answer is going to be no. You can't grade Anyway, people. in your head, think of her as a C, yeah, a C friend, not an A friend. And I really think that, I really think this will be fun and enjoyable. Okay, I like, don't think it's going to be, I, th- I think the, uh, the other side of this is it is kind of sad and kind of a bummer that your friend can't step up the way you want her to. Um, for me, I would feel sad about it. Lainey, you would feel like this was fun. But I feel, I feel, I feel our writer's pain. Like, it sucks when you I come to… I don't think to, she has pain. She has frustration. Yeah, but that frustration is fucking annoying and sad when you realize, oh my God, my friend kind of sucks and she's not that great of a friend. It kind of, it's sad, no? I feel like she, like, it's less um, sadness here than she needed a release. Okay, yeah, well, fuck. She definitely you know fucking mean? splooged out. Her like, feelings, t- for there's, sure. Yeah, exactly. So here's release by ranking. Have fun. Bye. Keep your questions coming to Sasha at LadyGossip.com. And check us out on iTunes and Google Play. See you next week. Bye. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.